Hello, everybody. Welcome to God is Real, God is Good. This week, I have with me Joey. Let's say hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, they can't see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get used to that. I know. It's probably, um, it's probably for the best, though. <laughs> I, I don't think so, but <laughs> uh, Joey and I have known each other for, I don't know how long, since I was like 16 or 17. I don't know. How old are you now? 22. <laughs> wow. I know. Time flies. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we, we worked together one summer um, selling Christian books door to door. Honestly, it was pretty fun. I remember Joey would make fun of me a lot. I sometimes when I get nervous talking a really high girly voice, <laughs> I have a distinct memory of you making fun of me for that. Well, I don't make fun of no one. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but no, that was a lot of fun. But let's pray to start this out. Um, dear God, please be with Joey and I as we do this um, podcast interview. Please just be with us both and give us the words to speak that others may come to know about you and know of your goodness and that we may bring glory to you and to your name. Amen. Amen. All right, Joey, where are you from? So I grew up in Mattawa, Washington. If you're wondering where that is, uh, so is the rest of the world in the middle <laughs> of nowhere. Um, super small town, farming town, uh, like population is like 3,000 people. So that's where I grew up. And right now I am currently in the Tri-Cities, Kennewick, Lake, Washington. Okay. Exactly, yeah. Uh, 5307 West. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us where you live exactly. That's, I mean, unless you want people showing up at your door. No, no. <laughs> wouldn't recommend <laughs> all right um and then so what about your religious background did you grow up christian in a christian home yeah i grew up christian um raised going to church um all my life and i feel like it's pretty normal when you turn 18 and leave your parents house um you kind of step away from that and yeah that's pretty much uh what happened to me and I feel like my actual, I fell in love with Jesus when I was 22. And how old are you now? Now, 29. 29, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I was 22 when I met you. Were you? That's probably 20, right. 22. I just had a baby face. I had like no <laughs> facial hair whatsoever. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't remember. It's been, but yeah yeah Sounds yeah about so right. so now i am where you yeah. were no mm -hmm. facial hair no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no all right so you got a story to share with us today uh yeah i was asked to give my testimony and like i mentioned to you i don't really like talking about myself but this story isn't about myself it's about what christ has done for me yeah amen so i guess i will go back to the beginning where there was darkness all over. Uh, so I was born. Is this back to Genesis? No. <laughs> yeah, I was born. <laughs> yeah, I was born, and obviously, I was born into a Christian home. And so, um, my father, he is very spiritual. My mother as well. And every Saturday, um, Seventh Day Adventist, so we go to church on Saturdays, and so. Every Saturday we would go to church and I remember, always remember my mom yelling at us to get ready for church and stuff. And um, I grew up hearing about Jesus and all the biblical stories. You know, I went to like the Sabbath school, mm -hmm. which would be like Sunday school. And so I knew all the stories of Moses and everyone. And when I was 12, I was told, I was told I was going to get baptized. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, it wasn't like... You're no, doing? no. Uh, I remember our church was having like evangelistic series, and uh, like, no one was getting baptized. And so, literally, a Friday night, I think it was like a Friday night. The pastor he comes to our house, and I'm watching TV and stuff. And they call me to the kitchen, and like, you're getting baptized. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. 
you know, right. I didn't really know what baptism was or what it signified, but oh, wow. I just saw the excitement on my parents' face. Mm. And so I was like, yeah, I'll take a dip, you know, I'll get, I'll get in the water. Yeah. And so, yeah, at the age of 12, I was baptized. Um, but even at 12, you know, I, um, I had a story, you know, I had, um, I, that's when, not when my story of my journey with Christ started because I was baptized, but my journey into this life of gambling started when I was 12. Oh, wow. um, my, yeah, my oldest brother, he's about eight years older than me. He left the house and moved to Seattle and he was working for a casino. He was a, a cook. Okay. And so one Christmas or Thanksgiving, I don't know which one it was, I was 12. And uh, he comes back and he's like, I got a game to show you guys. And it was poker. It was Texas Hold'em. And being from a small town with nothing to do, we decided to just keep playing this. You know, it was fun. It was like, we got my cousins involved and um, some of my older brothers' friends and stuff. And we would play like literally like almost every day Mm because there was nothing to do. Nothing. And so... From the age 12, I started this journey. And when I got older, you know, we played all summer. And were you guys like actually gambling money or chips? No, so, so that's funny. Yeah. So I was 12, so I had no money. Yeah, obviously, unless it was like a penny. (laughs) No. So at first, we were just playing just to play, you know, just to pass the time, but then Uh we wanted to make it more exciting. Mm -hmm. And us not having any money, we'd play. whoever lost or lost all their like chips and stuff um would have to do a dare oh (laughs) so we had many dares um (laughs) you had to get creative yeah hot sauce in the nose oh that's nasty Um, uh if it was snowing outside you had to run and everyone throw a snowball at you um we were camping once and we were playing and loser would have to get melted um marshmallows and so you peel it, and you know how it's all sticky, and you uh-huh. put it on your eyelids. <gasps> and so you were able to close your eyes for like two hours. That, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. That's funny, but, though. Um, yeah, so, like, we just kept playing and playing. And when I got older, like, 15, 16, I started to notice I was winning a lot more often. And, like, regularly, I would, I'd always, I would either be, like, the first or the second. Yeah, I just started winning more and more often and so it was my 18th birthday now and it was was a Wednesday and I decided to uh, lie to my parents Um, because they obviously knew we were playing poker and stuff and they they didn't think much of it when they're just passing the time Mm -hmm. but I lied to them saying, oh, my friends are in Tri-Cities. And no matter what, to Tri-Cities is like an hour. And I'm like, they're going to go. They want to take me out to eat and stuff. Um, they should have known better. I didn't have any friends. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, but yeah, I told them I was going to go. But I went to go to the casino because 18 and over now. Oh, yep. And so on my birthday, I went. And I wasn't going to play poker. I was just going to play like blackjack. You know, you learn all these games and stuff. And I walk in and I saw this big sign. It said free poker tournament. Um, Winner gets $300. Oh, wow. No, like you didn't have to pay anything to enter. I was like, oh, wow, what a great. And it started (laughs) literally five minutes um, after I got there. Wow. So I get there, it was like 5.55 or something like that. And at six o'clock, there's this tournament. I was like, whoa, like, what are the, what are the odds? Like, what are the, what a, what a coincidence, I thought. Yeah, you're like, now I have to do it. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to lose anything, obviously. Yeah. And so um, I didn't lose anything, honestly, because I ended up winning the thing. There was about 60 people there, and they're all older, like uh-huh. old, old people. Um, and I was obviously the youngest because I was 18, yeah. just turned 18. <laughs> and I won. I was like, whoa. Whoa. And I was like, $300, you know, and I was like, 
okay, like this this poker stuff is actually gonna pay off. And even though I won, you know, I ended up, I ended up losing a lot from that free tournament because that's when my addiction just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up going to college. I went to Cheney for a couple quarters, but I didn't like it there. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was going to UW, University of Washington, and he kept telling me, you know, come over here, come over here. But I'm like, I'm dumb. I don't have a good grade to get into that school. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, just come to the community college or just at least come, you know, visit. Mm-hmm. And so my brother, uh, this is my other brother. I have four brothers, by the way. Okay. Two older, two younger. And so my second oldest brother, his name is Daniel. He was the one at UW. And he said, um, he would always invite me. And so from Cheney, um, there was a, so spring quarter, from like April to the end of spring quarter, I lived in Cheney. Mm-hmm. And I would drive every weekend to Seattle. Oh, gosh. Like three and a half, four hours? Yeah, four hours. Just so eight hours every weekend. Ooh. I would drive because I loved it, you know, because. Yeah. One, you know, I wanted, I was tired of being in a small town. Yeah. You know, Cheney's. Cheney's 10,000-ish. Yeah. And At least I it thought, was when I was there. I don't know what it was then. Yeah, I, you know, when I thought of college, I was like, woo, like college and stuff. You know? Yeah. But it wasn't like that. No, Cheney's not. <laughs> yeah. And there were some crazy experiences, but, um, <laughs> but I wanted more. And so I went to go visit my brother, who's in Seattle, obviously. And, and he act, he was actually in a fraternity. Okay. And so I was like, you know, I'd go, I was like, whoa, like, this is what I wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. So is it like partying? I mean, like obviously he's in a fraternity. It's probably like partying. Yeah. And stuff. So they had like a lot of parties and stuff, mm-hmm. and and but even that, you know, that's that's what I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of that, at the end of that quarter of the year, I moved to Seattle and went to a community college near there, and. I was supposed to be rooming with my brother, but he ended up leaving, like some stuff happened. So he had to go back home um, his senior year. And I moved in with some some of his friends who were all older than me. But I went to the school called Shoreline Community College. Um, I started, you know, I want to go check out the school. Mm-hmm. And so I took the bus and on my way to school, I would pass four casinos. Oh, wow. Two to my left, and two to my right. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I like the school. You know, I'll go study, <laughs> and then when I get done study, I'll go make some money. I was like, ooh, cool. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just, when I started school, I just didn't, I was not motivated. I didn't have any goals, to be honest. I didn't have, mm-hmm. I didn't know my purpose in life. I didn't know anything. But I knew I loved playing poker. And so I ended up missing class, missing tests, missing homework because I would go to school, but I would get off a couple stops earlier and be at these casinos. Mm. And I ended up um, flunking my first quarter there. And yeah, and I felt terrible. And I had to lie to my parents for mm. three years, I lied to them because wow. they like, oh, when are you going to graduate? You know, we want to make a party. We want to do all this stuff. And, oh, wow. and I kept telling them, oh, one more class, one more class. You know, But I was not in school for those three years. I was, mm, I was 19 at that time. And yeah, poker became my life. You know, I had my schedule. Like there's a poker tournament here at 10 o'clock. And there's another one across the street at one. And there's another one at, uh, across the street at five. And Wow. You no. Know, and. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. whole life is like scheduled around. Yeah. Poker. So I got a part-time job and I used that money to like make money. And then I I ended up making a lot of money, to be honest, like for. um, At one point I had like a, about like $12,000 of just making money because from poker 
I'm not like throwing that out there. They're like, oh, okay, it's, you know, do it. Yeah, but like, <laughs> no, but like you were good at it. It was like you were, that was your life you were living. You were very like addicted. Yeah. Like everything was about it. Yeah, because like when I was happy, I'd go play poker. When I was sad, I'd go play poker. When I was mad, I'd play poker, you know, uh-huh. and mixed all that with, you know, the friends I've got from, you know, partying and all that stuff. But I want to, you know, even though I was in that lifestyle and choosing that, I never, I've never drank alcohol. I've never did any drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I just love dancing. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, it'll play. That's awesome, there. though. Like, but yeah, like, I, I, like, it never caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Like, even in high school, I had friends that would invite me over, like, hey, we're just going to hang out and we're drinking stuff. And they would offer me, I mean, to this day, I still get offered. And I just, it doesn't get my attention. And I, I praise God for that because I really thank my dad for that because he, he like Im- implemented that in us. Mm, that's awesome. And so that wasn't my addiction. It was gambling and stuff. And so weirdly enough, I still went to church, you know, doing all that gambling because, you know, um, so every Sabbath, I didn't gabble on Saturdays, on Sabbaths, you know, I kept that, kept that one. <laughs> I did that right. Yeah. But as soon as the sun went down, I was like, boom, you know, it's I would go to church, leave. There was no community for me there. I was just like, it was like a checklist for me. Mm, you're like, oh, did that for the week. Yeah, did it's, that. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy how like, like even like in the midst of us, like kind of walking away from God or in the midst of like sitting, you're like but I will not break this one or I will not break yeah, this one. Exactly. Like, we all have those things. Like I'm still good because God, I didn't do this yet. Yeah. I'm not that like, that's I'm necessarily not... like what you were saying about yourself, but just. No, like... no. But you like look to the people, like I would be at parties. I was like looking at all the drunk people. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm glad I don't drink. Mm. Uh, I'm glad I'm not in drugs, but literally I was. You're there among far... them. like. Yeah. And I was so far away from God, even though. You know, it's kind of like um, uh, the the Pharisees when they pray and they look at that 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 man praying and you know crying out to God. And he's like, oh, and they pray. It's like, thank you, God, that I'm not like him, or mm-hmm. thank you. And so that was pretty much what I was doing. I mean, just because I went to church didn't make me <laughs> a, a saint. But sometimes and, we feel like it. You know, we're like, I go to church, mm-hmm. so I'm obviously mm-hmm. right with God just because I do mm-hmm. this. Exactly. And that wasn't until I realized that church wasn't just a a showcase. That's where mm-hmm. I realized that church was a ho- like a hospital because oh. at that time when when my brother went back home, he started changing, turning his life around, and he accepted Christ and like was doing Bible studies. He was like actively wow. making time for God. And so when he came back to Seattle, he knew what I was doing. And he would always invite me to like to Bible study. You know, he's like, "Hey, let's study, um, let's study the Bible." And I'm just like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> um, but we shared a room together because Seattle rent is crazy. Not enough money, even though I was making thousands of dollars, I still couldn't afford it by myself. <laughs> Seattle, but um, uh, so he started getting his life together, and he started going to church, but staying at church and getting involved getting involved in church and he got a, like church friends and like all these people and he tried to invite me he's like hey you know we're gonna hang out after church and stuff and do all this stuff and I was like nah like I gotta get back you know because I had a party to go to at a casino blah 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 because I'd go to the casino first and then go to the party and then mm-hmm. after the party go back to the casino that was like my schedule <laughs> and then I'm like no 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 and so he started getting closer and closer to God. And what at this time I was, I hit a low, like I just lost everything. Like I had no money to eat whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And at this time I was like 21. And uh, my brother graduated college and he, he moved back home. And so when he came to visit, he he saw me and he would invite me he's like hey let's go out to eat and I'm like nah like because I'm very 
I don't like people doing stuff for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. And that's why, like, whenever I went home or went to visit, my parents would be like, hey, do you need money? And I would always say, it would hurt me to say yes, because I, at that time, I needed it. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. have money for my rent. And I would ask my older brother, I'm like, hey, like, uh, I need some money. And he would send it to me and stuff. And But I would use it. I would pay my bills, but then use it extra, to play uh, poker and stuff. But I had a really low, and when my brother went to go visit me, he saw me, and he asked when was the last time, like, I actually ate a meal, like, food. Mm. And I told him, like, two days. Because he, he saw my kitchen, like, there was nothing. Like, I had nothing. Yeah. I literally was on my last slices of bread because I thought that's, that's all I would eat until yeah. I got paid again from the job I was working. And he gave me uh like about forty dollars and because he was on his way back home and he's like he he prayed for me he's like and I still remember the prayer like honestly like I I, um and when I while he was praying like I started crying and he started crying and um he left and um I bought some food. I bought some like bread and like to get me through like that month. Yeah. And then right after I bought some food, I went to the casino. <laughs> and spent the rest of it. And I, I, I gambled the rest of it. Oh. But that's how I started my new high. Like from mm-hmm. like $20, I made it to $100. Yeah. $100, I made it to 200 to 200 I made it to 800 to 800 I made it to and I just started making like money like uh, I've never like had before wow like, man this is a good run this is a good run and that continued for about a couple months um and that's when I had like the twelve thousand dollars because I was saving up to go to Vegas oh, because wow. there's like, this big poker tournament and I wanted to get in and it cost ten thousand dollars to get in oh wow I won't get into that, but yeah, I didn't get into it. But and so, like, I started making money and money. And so, my brother came back. My same brother Daniel came back to visit me, and we go to church. And uh, the tithe offering comes, and uh, he puts his envelope, and he sees me put a fat stash like this. Like I, I'm showing the camera, but you, you yeah. can't see it. Yeah, it was like a fat stash. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of cash. Oh, wow. So you're paying tithe on the money you were winning. Because in my mind, it's like when I win, that's God's blessing. And so when I win, the church wins. (laughs) And so he sees this, and I actually try to hide it because I know he was going to be pretty upset. Yeah. But he sees it, and, like, his face is just, like, really mad. I was like, oh, great. When I get home, like, we're going to get it. Oh, I hate that feeling. You're like, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and so – we got home and he, yeah, he's like rebuking me. He's like, Joey, what you're doing is wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're working for the devil. And I oh, told wow. him, I'm like, I'm not working for the devil. You're dumb. He's like, because you, you know, like, whatever the, the devil gives you, he wants something in return. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't know God that well, but I know the devil's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's a hard to like hear like yeah i feel like especially from like a sibling like mm-hmm. i don't know like who it would be good to hear it from but like if my siblings i'd be like excuse me yeah yeah because you know it's hard to witness to your family to be honest it is and when he said that i'm like you're dumb he's like i'm giving money back to god like he's helping me blah 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 and he said this he's like do you really think God wants the money that the devil helps you with. I'm oh. like, no, I'm not working for the devil. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, God, God doesn't need your money. He's like, he wants your heart. Oh, wow. And when he said that, I was just like, you know, you just like, oh, you're dumb, whatever. Like, and I just like stamp, stomp off. And then, but that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, God, I was like, I'm pretty sure he has my heart. And starting from that day, I had 
I started praying something I never really I never really did I was like God like like am I working for the devil like who's really blessing me you know there's like this mm. contradiction this you know good versus evil and when after I prayed that prayer I had um a dream the same dream every day for a week oh wow every single night it was the same dream the same thing and the dream was this I um was with my family and you know just back home and stuff and you know it's the second coming of Christ mm-hmm. and you know the heavens open up and the angels are coming down and you know it's beautiful and I could like even when I I close my eyes I could still see the angels like it's like beautiful mm-hmm. and they pick up my family and they leave me oh wow and like of course I'm just like looking around and I was like hey you forgot me you know and, and I would wake up and I would start crying and crying wow. and this happened every night you know and yeah. it wasn't until like it wasn't until like Wednesday where I started questioning God. I'm like, why? Like, why are you gonna leave me? Like, you know, it's like I go to church. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm tithing. You know, I don't have on Saturdays and blah blah blah. I keep Sabbath. Um, but it wasn't until Friday where he's like, same dream. Woke up crying. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I just felt a whisper. It was like a revelation. I felt it was just like, I don't have your heart. Oh. I don't have your heart. And, and I was like, that's when it hit me. I was like, it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, my heart isn't given to God. Even though I was baptized at 12, I didn't know anything about him. You know, I didn't know what baptism meant. I didn't know what um, Christ's life was. I didn't know, like, you know, anything about him. And I'm like, I, I want to give you my heart. And so I prayed this prayer. I wish I didn't pray, but <laughs> I'm like, all right. Cause I said, like, I had like $12,000 and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, if this gambling stuff isn't from you then take it all away. Oh, wow. And so I had my schedule, you know, 10, all these various casinos. And at this time I would travel like to the bigger casinos now, cause I was 21, mm-hmm. more money and stuff. And literally my week was just packed with poker. And so that Monday, I go, first one, first casino, 10 a.m. I was the first one out. Wow. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but that literally never happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always like, you know, I don't win every time, obviously, but I'm always like in the running mm-hmm. to like the, like the last one. Yeah, you're not the first one to be out. Like, no. You've played before. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? um okay i go to the next casino again first one out i was like what the heck's happening and this happened for like a whole week like the the cards yeah the cards that i had like you know you push all your money in you're like i'm gonna win because you push your money in when you know you're gonna win Mm -hmm. and the cards i had were like foolproof 99.9% 99.9% chance of winning. And somehow I would always lose. Wow. Like that week was the worst week. Like, um, and everyone, like I knew everyone there because I, I went there for such a long time. They're like, oh, Joey, oh, bad luck, bad luck. You know, you know, you're having a bad run. You're having a bad run. And I was like, no. Uh-uh, this is what I prayed for. Wow. You know, this is God answering my prayer. That's awesome that you could, like, see that. Like, even with everybody else around you being like, no, it'll get better. It'll get better. Yeah, yeah. You, because, like, I think sometimes it's so easy to, like, take what, like, we know God is doing, but, like, mm-hmm. to try and justify it with something, like, not supernatural, like, not God. Like, you yeah. could just say, like, no, this is just bad luck, but you. yeah. Because that's what, like, poker, like, it has a lot of luck involved, but it's a lot of skill as well. Um, And I was like, what the heck is happening? Um, And I started getting closer to God from that moment. You know, I was like, all right. And you answered my prayer. I'm like, what's next? And then at that time, it was a summer, this big 
camp meet. It wasn't a camp meeting, but this whole like youth event, summer a uh, weekend event was happening in like all the churches and like all the youth from all the churches from Washington, Oregon, um, Washington and Oregon, uh, the whole state were all meeting at this uh, youth event. Oh, that's cool. And so I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll go. My brothers are going, you know, and um, so I went and I was just like, you know, I was just so moved. Um, I don't know if you know, like, Pastor Rojas. Jose Rojas, he has, like, this mustache. He's, like, oh, I think, I, I think I've think i seen him, yeah. Yeah, he has a big mustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an evangelist. Um, he was there for that weekend. And he spoke on um, Joseph and how God was with him throughout the trials. You know, mm-hmm. God was using him and whatever he touched was gold. And at that time, I was just having such a revelation. Like, God, like... I know what I'm doing is bad. I know that I don't want to go back to that lifestyle because I was miserable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even though I had all this money, I still hated myself. I didn't like who I was. I didn't, I saw myself in the mirror and I just looked with disgust and I was just like, I don't like this person. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any goals. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't in school. I was just like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And I was like, I want to be used by you. And so that was the moment uh, I got rebaptized. Oh wow! So it was August seventeenth, twenty thirteen, and I actually got baptized with my brother, my older brother that was um, that uh, helped me throughout that time. Aww. And yeah, ever since then, you know, I just I got more Christian friends. I got more involved. I got you know, I left like I cut it cold turkey like. I would pass casinos and I just had no desire to go to them. Wow. And that's God. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't have that. It's just like, I need to go. Like, I need to go. And obviously the temptation will come to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just knew I didn't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's actually when I started um, doing more of working out. So I needed to replace that time I'd mm-hmm. spent at the casinos. So I got back into school and, I started working out more and um, I give a lot of credit to my friend, Linda, at the time. She was, she really helped me. Um, I really liked her, but she's actually the one that got me involved into working out and got me involved into churches and, and to, awesome. you know, and, and so she, she really helped me in that aspect. And, but still, I was still living with the same roommates mm. who would have a party every weekend. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, I'd try to wake up for church, you know, Friday, but Friday night, you know, there's There's people in my house. Yeah. A girl was coming into my room like, Joey, like, come over. Like, why aren't you coming out? Like, Mm. we want to dance, you know, because I knew I was a good dancer. (laughs) Uh, I was like, oh, no, you know. And, you know, even to the point where there's drunk women coming into my room, like, and trying to come into my bed. And I was just like, no, you know, I'm. I, first of all, I was never about that life, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I always believed in true love, even though I didn't really know what love was because I didn't know God, but I knew, I knew I was waiting for that person. And so mm-hmm. even those women, you know, I just, I just felt Satan just attacking me at all cylinders. Just like, oh, you don't want to come in because, you know, well, I'll throw women at you, which was, mm. Never really happened in the first place. I was like, "Oh, this is doof." <laughs> that's that's funny. That's when I knew it was Satan because I was like, oh. <laughs> like this is yeah. suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And so, um, yeah, and I just I prayed. I was like, "God, like I have, I know that I should not be here, not just in this place, but into Se- in Seattle." Mm-hmm. And so, I prayed. I was like, "God, you need to take me out of here." And so um, that's when I got an invite to Walla Walla. Oh. I don't know how they got my my address. They just sent me in something in the, uh, the, the mail, and he, they're like, hey, come visit our campus. Oh, and wow. at this time, I was, like, almost done with my uh, AA. Uh-huh. I was like, ooh. And I wanted to get into business. I was like, oh, they got a good business program. And so I went to go visit the campus in March, and I just fell in love with it because I've never been around that atmosphere, that Christian atmosphere. Mm. And that's what I needed. And that's what I wanted. And, you know, I remember the Vespers they had 
um, I actually went up. They're like, hey, who wants to give like a quick shout out? Because there's a bunch of people like visiting the campus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I went up there. I was like, hey, my name's Joey. Like, um, I really feel like God is calling me here. I'm like, pray for me. I said something really dumb and everyone's laughing. <laughs> oh. And then, um, yeah, but that whole worship experience, I just like, I literally cried. I was like, God, I, I need to come here. Like, That's I this so is awesome. where you want me to come. And so that was March. And so I applied and everything. And um, I actually had a good job at that time. I was working at a car dealership in there. I was like an apprentice to uh, to the um, accountant. Oh, wow. So I was like, so I was making pretty good money. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh. and that's actually when I quit that job in the summer and went to Canvas. Oh, youth rush. and like, that's where we met. <laughs> that's where we met. And that's where, you know, I, because um, I really never really talked to people, to be honest. Like I, I was, I didn't consider myself a social butterfly. Um, I still had those self images and mm-hmm. didn't really like who I was and stuff and very timid. I was really funny though, but you were. I, only, <laughs> I only opened up when like I was comfortable and stuff. And so, yeah, Youth Rush really helped me get out of my bubble and to really see that I connect with a lot of people. Cause yeah. you know, you know, you meet tons of people at doors. Oh, yeah, you do. Atheists, you meet Buddhists, you meet people of all different lifestyles, different ages. Um, in some some way I always connected with them I always got to break the ice I always got to and like I went there to like and I prayed with so many people and I was like wow this is awesome that's so awesome and Not, yeah like it was, it was a I, huge blessing and I remember you and I didn't think I thought you were like a really social person I remember I was like oh I mean you were like older than I mean you're older than me and I was <laughs> like oh this guy's so cool like he's so like social and like I never thought you were some weird awkward person yeah well now you know now i know that you were no (laughs) wow you shattered my image of you (laughs) yeah but um you know i was just following the prayer that god was like told god i was like i want to be used by you and Mm -hmm. so i felt he was leading me to youth rush i felt like he was um leading me to walla walla and yeah i came into walla walla and i went there as a business major um but I always wanted to get involved with the ministries. And even there, like I, I entered there when I was 23 mm-hmm. and like, I didn't know anyone at Walla Walla at all. And again, I felt like super, you know, I'd go to school and then to my apartment mm-hmm. and, you know, but I was like, I need to get involved in ministries. I like, get, get involved in sports and all that stuff. And um, through that, I started talking to more people, you know, sharing my faith. Because even though it's a Christian university, there's, you know, there's sin there. There's still. Mm-hmm. And um, there's people, people there certainly. that like aren't Christians. Like, um, yeah. 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 And there was. And um, I joined a football team and the captain, he was a quarterback. He was a really cool guy. And he's like, uh, we got pretty close. We weren't like buds, like hanging out every day. But when Ron Vespers, he, he was, um, he he wasn't going in like I got there super late and he wasn't going in like I just saw him pacing back and forth back and forth and me playing poker I got the ability to really read people and their body language and their facial expressions and I could praise God I could read people fairly fairly well mm-hmm. um, my girlfriend could testify to that um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I could read people very well and I saw him I was like I really want to go in because I love Vespers, but I felt God telling me to talk to him. And yeah, we just stayed out in Vespers and uh, stayed outside the church and just talked and talked until it was like one in the morning. Oh, wow. It was like, it was like pretty late. And then, because he started talking like um, he had doubts in God and he um, was struggling in his faith. And I was just like, oh, and I just, you know, I really felt like God was speaking through me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that conversation, he's like, like, you should, he's like, you should be a youth pastor. You should mm-hmm. be a pastor. I was like, and I thought about it, you know, I thought about minoring in like religion and uh-huh. I was like, nah, you're done. Like, 
you know, I want to make, <laughs> I want to make money, you know, I want to make a, be a, a finance major and all that stuff. Mm. And, and yeah, that's what my parents wanted to, for me to take over their family business and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was my goals. And I was like, nah. And that just stuck with me, you know, I was like, man, maybe. And so um, I was thinking about it, thinking about it. And it was like October now, uh, getting close to October. Um, and I get a call to the financial aid office and they're like, hey, Joey, um, we got some bad news. Like you owe $13,000 for this quarter. Oh, wow. That quarter alone. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, I thought like everything was paid for, you know, that's, that's, you know, cause I was already like three weeks into school already. And they're like, no. Um, and I, I was like, man, I was in shock. I was just like, whoa, $13,000. I was like, I don't have, I had that money back in the day, but not, yeah. you know, I was like, uh-uh. And I just, I really took it as, okay, God showed me. And that, that was a fun, like little, um, uh that was a fun moment that I get mm-hmm. to keep you know because I I thought like well I'll just finish the quarter here and then you know just leave because yeah it's 13,000 for that quarter but like think of all the other quarters and for another three years I was just like no nah, I can't afford this place mm-hmm. and this is your first semester there yeah oh wow my first quarter there and so um and at that same time like I left and I was like so doubtful and mm-hmm. And I forgot that in one of my Bible classes, I signed up for this spiritual retreat with the whole theology department. It was for like whoever was interested in theology and like studying. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, well, like I signed up for it. And I was like, oh, it's this weekend. I was like, fine, I'll just go to that, you know, make some more memories. And I went and like, I fell in love with it. Like I fell in love with the professors. It was just like so spiritual. It was like awesome. Mm. and that Saturday night you know I prayed and I was like God like I really feel like I really want to do this you know I want to do ministry I want to live this life and and I told him like but there's this big obstacle you know I can't Mm -hmm. afford that yeah I'm like you gotta work um so that after we left the retreat that Monday I get a call again from the financial aid office and they're like hey it's like someone's looking out for you and I'm like, because uh, I thought they were like there with security, you know. You're like, well, okay. Yeah, and financial aid lady, she's like, um, Joel, like, God has a purpose for your life. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, someone called and like donated $11,000 to your account. They gave oh your goodness. your name, because everyone knows me as Joey, but my actual name is Hawaii, like Joel. Oh, okay. They're like, they gave your name, Joel. They gave your student ID number and they gave eleven thousand dollars. And I didn't tell like I you know, I told I talked to my parents about it and but they're like they didn't have the money. I know they didn't have money. My brothers didn't have that money. Um and they don't even know my social or my uh student ID number. Yeah, people don't just like know that. So did you ever find out who it was? No. Oh wow. I guess they have a policy there like they don't tell anyone. Oh, well, that's, no, so, <laughs> that's really <yeah>. good. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I want to know, I want to know. I was like, at least I could take him some bread because my parents don't want to bake me. Yeah. Take him bread or something, you know, but I just, she's like, here, you can fill this letter out and I'll give it to them. Oh. And I did, you know, I just like wrote my heart. I was like, God, oh, you don't know how much this means to me, blah, blah, blah. And so leaving there, the financial aid office, I went straight to the theology department and I was just like, let's do this like, wow and I switched my major and um and ever since then you know I just saw God working in, in my life that's awesome you know um whether it's through uh because my family we don't have money like, like a lot of uh, other people when it came time to pay the bill like, boom um when I went to uh all these trips to you know, to study Hebrew to help mm-hmm. me finish sooner. Um, I was raising money. I was selling tamales. So like I was like, "Come on, guys!" I, I think I bought some tamales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was just like selling. I was selling them on Facebook. I'm like, "Come on, guys! I need yeah. money." Yeah. And I needed about 
$7,000. And from from Molly's, I got $3,000, which is still a lot of money. Yeah, but that's still not even half. No. And uh, and it was May, and I needed the money by June. And I told my professor, I was like, I can't go. He's like, all right, well, I won't get you off the list. We're like, well, just pray about it. I was like, fine, we can pray. I know it's not going to (laughs) happen. And the next day, my car gets stolen. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, you say all this. I'm like, I remember all this on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, and like I, it got stolen. I was like, oh, that sucks. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, I just was, I was just like so fed up. Like, I was just like, I don't care. Like, the world could end right now. I was just like, I wouldn't care. Mm. And, and it got stolen and it was gone for like a week. And I called the police and everything. It was a Honda, so it's expected. Yeah. And a week later, they find it and they give me a call. I go pick it up. And essentially, these guys just took it for a joyride. <laughs> um, but they made a bunch of dents and like, uh, they cracked my windshield. It wasn't like super bad. Um, it wasn't a nice car either. I bought the car for a thousand dollars twice. Oh, yeah. And so I called the insurance, they kinda of took it out, and then like guy's like looking at it and then he's like looking at all the damages and he's like, Well, he's like your car is considered total because if we try to fix the damages, it'll cost more what the car's worth. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, so what's happening? He's like, So, like we'll give you what the car's worth. Oh, wow. I'm like, and he said, it's worth, uh, what was it, $2,700. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, so you're going to send me that check? He's like, yeah. And I like, when he told me that, I was like, oh, and I had the keys in my hand for some reason. I'm just like, okay. I like hand it to him. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you keep the car. I was like, what? Are you oh. serious? He's like, yeah. He's like, it's just considered total now. I was oh. like, I don't care what it's considered. Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm getting the check and I get to keep the car. Yeah, I think, and like, literally, like, right there, I was just like, wow, like, praise God. Cause that's like, that is, cause God I needed used, like $3,000. Yeah. God uses this like terrible thing of like your car getting <laughs> stolen, which like could have turned out way worse. You might have never yeah. gotten back. But God used it to like, wow, it did like not ruin it, but like ruin it enough that like, no, wow. and I drove it. I just, I still have it. Um, <laughs> I had that car for about eight years. Wow. Almost like six, like, yeah, seven years. Wow. I had it when I went to Ufresh. Um, I bought it in Seattle. And, yeah, and it's still it's still running. Like, the only reason why I, I got a new car was because um, I needed to, well, my plan was to go to Michigan. And mm-hmm. I was supposed to be at Andrews in Michigan, so. That's one only reason why I've been in the car, but I still love that car, like honestly. And yeah, it's just like things like that, you know, my car getting stolen, getting that check, and I had the chance to go to Jerusalem and study Hebrew for six weeks, and oh, wow. um, things like that is just like God blows was just my like mind. when we like walk on the path that God wants us to walk. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't worry about it, don't worry yeah. about it. Like it's in my hands. Like you might have to wait, you might have to learn some patience, but like mm-hmm. He's but, got it. But, yeah, the greatest thing, and I'll finish with this, was not just, like, where he's taken me or where he, you know, the places I've been, um, but the experiences I had, like, with ministry, you know, like, right after I got baptized, um, rebaptized, I went to this summer thing my friend was having. He was a, he was a guy, a guy I grew up with, and he was a pastor. Um, he's like, hey, like I heard about your story and stuff. Oh, by the way, I gave my testimony like a month after I got baptized at the church I was attending, and I invited mm-hmm. my parents, oh, and wow. that's when I told them. Oh wow! I wasn't in school. <laughs> <laughs> You're like awkward. The, the shock in their face. I was oh. just like, but you know, at the end of the night, you know, that was the first time I ever spoke, and you know, it was a packed church, and you know, everyone was crying. I was crying. Wow. Um, I just spoke of what God has done in my life and and everyone's like, Yeah, you gotta do ministry, you gotta do ministry, you gotta be a pastor. I was like, nah, no, no, no. Um but it's things like that, you know, and at this camp where I shared my testimony and like the things that um God is doing and like I'm super vulnerable. I, I'm pretty open, I don't hide my struggles. And I told them my my struggles were right there. And this girl got up and 
when I was done and she was crying and she came and she gave me a hug and she's like, thank you. And she just looked at her pastor. She's like, I want to get baptized. And so I guess they were having studies like for baptism and she was like having the, making the choice. But yeah, and I was just like, whoa, like I can't do that. You know, like I'm, I stutter a lot in my, you know, I'm essentially not that person. Mm-hmm. And it's just experiences like that. And, you know, being two years as a pastor now, I just see that. And whenever I question my calling or question, you know, the things that God has done for me or questioning them, God himself, I look back at those experiences and I say, you know, uh, God has been working in my life and I know that he's led me this far and he won't leave me. Mm. So That's awesome. And now you're going to Andrews to get your degree in pastoring, seminary. Yeah, like an MDiv, like a master's in divinity. There you go. Yeah. I -hmm. always forget like what it's called exactly. Yeah. Something. (laughs) Yeah. And I do plan to, I plan to get my master's in business. And ultimately I feel like my goal is to reach the community. Um, Mm. You know, I worked in the church and that's great. And I I love working for the church, but I want to work for my community with people that aren't Christians. And I want to set up like centers where kids could come and be safe and like study or do homework. Like I, I want to set up businesses like nonprofit businesses and whatever or businesses and whatever money I get from there I use for the the ministry and stuff mm-hmm. that's awesome so that's my angle and that's where I am praying about that's awesome well I'll pray for you about it too that sounds really neat Thank all right you. got any other last words it sounds like you about yeah I didn't I think I was going to talk that much. <laughs> no, that was awesome. I love to like, cause like I've seen like a lot of it on Facebook, but I don't, I, until I'd read it a couple of weeks ago in the Adventist journey, I didn't know about like all your gambling and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. But so I was like, wow. But I'm you glad that you shared. Glad you were willing. I greatly appreciate thank that. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. I know. Our scheduling, my schedule has been pretty. No, <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, no, I feel like when I schedule people, I'm like, can you do it tomorrow? Is what I always feel like asking them. But then I'm like, I have to remember other people, like, like I'm not trying to pressure people. I'm just trying to like, I don't know. I'm the type yeah, of person, yeah. if I have a thought, I have to do it now. Yeah, I feel that. I should yeah. be like that. But, but no, but uh, last thing to say, I would say no matter your struggle, whether it's gambling like me or um, drugs, alcohol, pornography, anything, whatever it is, um, and you feel that empty void in your heart, uh, try filling it with, with Jesus. Mm. Just give it a try. Um, I promise you won't regret it. And just, you know, just like in poker, like where I had to go all in um, with my money, you know, you have to go all in with your life. And mm. he will give you blessings beyond your, your imagination. Um, so yeah that's awesome that's, that's thanks it. for sharing god is good god is real guys remember that bye guys